Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. I've had a pretty fun and interesting week. So this week on, uh, on my life, I've had several people who were looking for different things I'd created over the last, I'd say up to the last three or four years, contacting me saying, hey, remember this thing that you made? I went to go look for this product, but I can't find it. And then this didn't just occur once. This occurred like three or four times maybe more in the last week. And it was really quite funny for me because I've had all these people looking for things from the past. And I thought, oh, that's fascinating on, uh, in my life because there's so many things I've let go of and even forgotten that I've created. And it kind of spurred this week of like cleaning out and clearing out. And I thought that was interesting considering we're talking about estrogen today and we're getting this like, I'm cleaning and clearing things out and people are trying to like bring things back. But how does that relate to estrogen? Well, it does because I can relate anything to anything because that's what I do. However, how does it relate to estrogen truly is estrogen is actually one of those hormones that's involved with having the, sh uh, the shedding of the uterus, right? So it's a letting go hormone. It can be like very much about letting go. And as we get into different phases of our lives, like as you're, as you're hitting, going into uh, your first um, menstruation, menarche, I think is what, how we pronounce it, and, or men, your first menzies, if we're going to get technical, uh, that's when those estrogen hormones are really raging and really high. And as you're going into menopause, they go really low. And that really low dip is a really good um, indicator that that estrogen dip what it does is it starts to create all kinds of changes in your body that um, can often be indicators that maybe you need to get your estrogen pumped pumped up and get it up and how do you do that so what are some of the indicators that that would happen well at the beginning of menopause is one of them sometimes weight gain is another there's also vaginal dryness moodiness you probably everything that you feel and experience in life can be attributed to hormones. I know we talked about oxytocin last week and it's our happy love hormone. And then there's these feel good hormones and like, uh, you know, like serotonin, like there's all these happy feel dopamine makes you feel really good. Right. There's all these hormones and they do things to us. They're controlling our bodies and are they, or can we actually take some control back? So when it comes to our bodies and it comes to our hormones, we actually have a little bit more, um, we have a little bit more leeway than we think we do. We have different ways now that we can regulate these things and these hormones don't have to control your body. The loss of estrogen doesn't have to destroy your sex life and make your vagina turn into the desert. It doesn't have to do that. So 
we can change this. And I'm going to talk about that today, but what we can do naturally, what we can do emotionally, mentally, physically to have our hormones become more regulated, but specifically we're talking about estrogen today. Estrogen's a fun one. And this is, this show is actually dedicated to a friend of mine who was like having a panic attack last week about her estrogen. So this goes out to you and I'll have to remind you later to listen to this because this is how we operate in our friendship. So <laughs> you'll know it when you hear me say that. So uh, estrogen and the values of it. So what does it actually do for us? Well, as, as your estrogen increases, it also does things like it enriches your endometrial tissue. Well, doesn't that sound delicious? Doesn't it sound like something you want to go feast on? I know. Oh, enriched endometrial tissue. Doesn't that sound scrumptious? Well, it does sound scrumptious, right? It's our bodies. Our bodies are scrumptious. Some people might find it absolutely revolting. You don't have to actually eat the endometrial tissue. Um, although let's face it, you do sloth these things off. So if you are having oral sex with women, the chances are you might actually be having some of that very enriched endometrial tissue. So enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it lots. And why do we have these things going on? Well, these, the different hormones create different changes in our bodies. They, you know, the estrogen will fluctuate as, you know, you're going into puberty, it decreases and you have these, it's like a roller coaster ride and it does affect our moods as well. So, you know, oftentimes when you have a rise of estrogen, you also have like a rise of feel goods too. There's why is that? Because they tend to work along with serotonin. They kind of are friendly that way. So we'll talk a little bit more about how those work together um, as well. What I want you to you know, check in with your body right now and just see like, how do you feel about your estrogen levels? Because even boys out there, you have estrogen too. I know what and ladies, you have testosterone too. And sometimes actually increasing your testosterone is going to be what increases your estrogen. But testosterone is not our topic today. We will talk about some of these other hormones. I know it sounds kind of like, and how does, how is like estrogen sexy? Like, how does that even like equate to sexiness? Like you're talking on the pleasure zone and this isn't turning me on. I'm not going to like masturbate to estrogen. Well, maybe you could. Maybe you could masturbate to the thoughts of increased estrogen and the enrichment of the endometrial tissue. This could be a real freaking turn on for some people. So I hope it is. And I hope some of you are sitting there getting ready to just like explode with excitement because our bodies are exciting and all these things that are going on in them are really exciting. And the more we know about them, the more we can get more information. And I'm all about like get as much information as you can from every angle possible and then work with that. So Today's angle is we're going to be looking at estrogen from the natural perspective. What happens to it when it goes low? Why aren't we turned on? Why is your vag so dry? Why is sex hurt all of a sudden when it never did? Well, sex could hurt if your vag is dry. If your vagina is dry and you're trying to have penetration, that's not going to feel good. And there is no shame in lubrication, my friends. You can get lube and it can assist. So what happens uh, with menopause is that your estrogen starts to dip. And then what happens is that the pH levels in your vagina start to change a bit. So sometimes they get a little bit more acidic and there's a fine line. The vagina is like this fine line of, of, of um, levels of acidity, alkalinity. And like it's, it very much needs to be in a happy zone for it to be functioning very well. 
things like foods can change it, moods can change it, temperatures, clothing, like so many, and perfumes for sure. There are so many things that can change the pH of your vagina. Estrogen is one of them. And so this is one of those ones that um, we might think we don't have much say in or control over, but we actually do. We know we have say in or control over putting perfumes on our vaginas. And we know that we have say in our food, although some people may think they don't. And we know we actually have say in our moods, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. So a lot of those things we know we have say in, but we somehow we don't think we have say in our hormones, which we absolutely do. So how are we going to take some of that control back? And I'm, I'm punching myself here. How are we going to take some control back of our estrogen levels so that it can be fairly regulated and normal, even through menopause? So to me, this is exciting because I actually know women who have gone through menopause and haven't gone through the dry, itchy vagina and haven't gone through the sweats and haven't gone through the mood swings. It was just like they had their period and then they didn't. Well, some of those things are cultural. Some of those things are because of lifestyle. So let's look at some, some cultural things for sure. So in North America, we actually have this tendency to believe that menopause has all of these different effects on us, where that isn't necessarily true in other countries of the world. There are definitely, um, there are definitely areas of the world where menopause is completely looked at in a different light than we look at it as kind of daunting and, oh my God, I'm going to get the sweats. Oh my God, it's going to be terrible. We've already decided and concluded this is going to be a shitty, shitty time. For me, I'm choosing not that. I'm choosing what my mom went through, which was had her period and then didn't. In fact, lost weight, became more energized and quite much more happier. And my sense is I'll have that. And I'll have even more than that. So if you are like feeling daunted by the thought of, oh my God, I'm going to get vaginal dryness and it's going to be terrible and my vagina is going to hurt and it doesn't have to be true, you absolutely can change this. So if you're already going through one of those dips in estrogen, if you're already deep into menopause and you're like, well, there's no reversing it now. Well, that's not true. You're still alive, right? So you still have choice. Um, we will be talking about some of the... Um, Ester, the, they're actually foods that are estrogen in, um, enriched foods that sort of, they're not really estrogen enriched, which, which they do is they actually like um, kick in your body to have more estrogen. So we'll be talking about them. There are there's about 10 of them that I would say to work with, to eat more of. And we'll be talking about different vitamins and we'll be talking about exercise and mindset and all kinds of different things you can do because we've got choice. Now, what happens though, like, let's talk about what, what gets bad, like your vagina gets dry. Well, it's not just that. Also, your sex drive can get lower when your estrogen gets lower. And if you're not in the mood, you're probably not even going to want to do stuff to raise your estrogen. So sometimes it's just knowing like, wait a second, I'm not in the mood. I don't even have a sex drive right now. So I don't even know why would I bother increasing any of my vaginal dry, like, why would I bother improving my vaginal dryness and like making myself all wet again? Like, why bother? I don't, I'm not even in the mood. Thing is, is to check in on yourself when you have those feelings, because it could, your body could just be like kind of uh, conflicting with what's true for you. It might not be giving you the truth of what you desire. Like your body might actually be truly horny and truly desiring being touched, but 
you've avoided for so long or you've kind of repressed things for so long that now it's like going haywire internally. So let's just like get kind of clear on that. Like, are, do you actually feel like you don't care? Do you just not care about having sex with who you're with? Get, I often get women coming in who are like, ah, I have sex. I don't care about sex. And I'm like, ironically, you came to me, but you're telling me you don't care about sex in your relationship fascinating tell me more about that crap but it's not that they don't care about sex it's that they don't want the sex they were having well a lot of women are having sex say if you've been with a partner for 20 or 30 years and they're having sex the same way they did 20 or 30 years ago it was uh one damn thank you ma'am that was a great quickie now let's move on older bodies don't fly for that so well I know what they just don't and they need more of an intro they need a little bit more playtime they need uh, they need a lot more stimulation and fun and in different ways and they need a little bit of something different like 20 years of the same sex is like eating toast every day of your life for 20 years or you know, if you're not having sex that often, it's still like eating toast every day of your life for like 20 years. Now, some people are good with that. I'm not one of those people. So if you're not one of those people and you want to be able to have something a little bit more like a oomph in your sex life and you're like, I don't really want met my partners and they're not interested in definitely connect with me because there's some coaching to be had there and we can definitely work that through and find ways for you to connect with your lover even if it's the lover you've had for 30 years and you can make it brand new and make your you know make your relationship have so much more fun and i say the word make because it is kind of a creation that you're going to be involved in it's not a passive act thing that you do it's not a passive activity this is an action oriented activity that you need to make choices and then you're going to be required to take some steps and take some actions for your love life for your sex life to get better and for your oomph and your sex drive to increase so we're looking for that there's no reason at all no matter what's occurred in your body whether you've had illness or whether you've um, you know, you just feel like you're too old for that. Whatever it is, it's actually bull. There's no reason why your body cannot experience any kind of um, feelings of attractiveness or desire or sexual energy because you're alive. If you're alive, you have some kind of sexual energy going on. You might feel really small in that energy, but it's still there. So it hasn't completely disappeared. So what we got to do is find that spark and pull a little bit of stuff on it, put, a little, put some shavings on it, get that little spark to turn into a little flame and that little flame to turn into a giant fire. And then we're back on track. So we're just looking for that little key. Like, what is that little thing that you're still kind of intrigued by, still kind of interested in, still kind of turns you on? And then we're going to have that explode. So that would be some things that we can address in coaching for sure. So remember to connect with me on melitzajelinik.com through my website or just find me through social media. But please tell me why you're connecting with me and say, hey, I listened to your show and I'd really love uh, 
to have a consult with you, that would be great. That would be fantastic. Let me know. Remember, if you do say that, you get 15 minutes with me for free on me. So I dare you to do that. And um, what are we going to talk about today? So many things. We're going to talk about the health of your body, how to kind of distinguish how to get your estrogen levels rocking and rolling. We're going to do that through food. We're going to do it through emotion. We're going to do it through different things like fitness. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about all of this today. And you are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about estrogen and eroticism. Oh, that sounds sexy, doesn't it? Because talking about hormones is the sexiest thing going. I know you'd rather have me talk about spanking or maybe blowjobs or, but guess what? talking about estrogen because it's important and I think it's an undervalued topic that a lot of women are not addressing and then they're just kind of walking away from their sex lives going eh, menopause eh, I feel that way eh. and they just they have not chosen to have an extraordinary sex life peeps you're allowed to you're actually allowed to be turned on until the day you die you're allowed you could be in a coma this is what I like to think is like you could be in a coma and having erotic dreams while you're in a coma. Now, that's my kind of coma. If I'm going to be in one, I hope to God I'm having some really freaking sexy dreams while it's happening. That's what I'm thinking about. That's an odd thought. Now, I'm not choosing to be in a coma right now. So I'm here awake with you guys. And I'm choosing to have my body alive. Now, how do I do that? I'm doing a few things to keep 
to keep my vagina from not getting dry. So one of them is no perfumes. I don't use perfumes on my crotch. You heard it here, people. My crotch smells like my crotch. And that's how your crotch should smell, ladies. Your crotch should smell, your vagina, your vulva should smell like a vulva. There's magic in your vulva, by the way. There's magic in it. They're called pheromones. What? That's another hormone. There's so many. There's not just three. I know, pheromones. And they like attract people. So if you're feeling like not so ultimately attractive at times, you can take one from the book of Mama Gina's Vagina, uh, the great big book of Pussy Reclamation. You could take one from there. Take that pussy juice and put it on your neck wear it as a perfume because mama g she knows shit and those pheromones are like going to be all over you so try that if that doesn't turn your body on enough to get your estrogen kicking in i don't know girls i don't know what's going to work but do it try it there's magic in that juice so pussy juice is magic so use it now how are you going to get that juice flowing if you're feeling kind of dry so one of the things i do and i'm you know i don't do a lot of exercise uh exorcism no i don't do that do you like how my eyeballs pop out when i say that i know you do and uh, for those of you watching on video that was extreme and for those of you not watching on video just imagine it was loud and so uh so you know what i do because I'm not a big exercise queen. I don't go lifting weights and stuff, although I'm all for fitness. And if you love fitness and your body loves fitness, go for it. My, my body loves cuddles and gardening and biking. And that's my forms of fitness and swimming. So what it also loves is kegels and kegels type stuff that's kind of like more the kind of sipping method that I talked about years ago. Uh, and often referred to as I did a show uh, with a friend of mine, her name was Kim. Uh, she talked about the method she uses with the jade egg from Cida Desolates. Uh, Cida is amazing. You can look her up and she has a fabulous method for healing, healing all your traumas, healing your sexual traumas and your other traumas in your body through the use of the jade egg, which one day cross my fingers, hope to the goddess of the vagina that, or cross my labia, hope to the goddess of the vagina that um, I will get to have a sight of desolates on my show or, uh, you know, Gina, um, yeah, Regina on as well. So that would be good. Mama G, if you're listening to my show, oh my God, I feel so excited. Come on my show, ladies. I'd love to have you. Okay, that was a total side note. And this is putting it out to the world so that Mama G and Sida know they're welcome on my show. So get your vagina alive. It can wake up. Has it been sleeping? Has your vagina been like asleep? And it's like, oh, well, estrogen. Meh. Estrogen went down. When it went down, I went to sleep and I'm never waking up. Now, if your estrogen went down and your vagina went to sleep, it can still wake up. So Vaginas can have this thing that happens to them. It's like an atrophy. What does that mean? It's kind of like it stops moving. It's atrophied. When something atrophies, it's like this, it like stops moving. It's like frozen. And there are ways to get yourself out of the frozen vagina, the atrophied vagina as well. There are things you can use like vaginal dilators. Um, I do 
have them available through Pure Romance. If that's something you need, they come in different sizes and you can dilate your vagina from the size of about my pinky all the way up to the size of an average penis so that you can have penetration again without any problems. This often happens to women uh, who've, who've gone through things like sometimes surgeries like chemotherapy surgeries or like chemotherapy or radiation or different um, medications that have affected their estrogen levels, but also their desire and everything else that goes with it. Um, traumas of different sorts can do that, emotional traumas, physical traumas. So if that's occurred, let me know. I can hook you up with some vaginal dilators. Happy to help, happy to contribute and to facilitate you in any way if you would like some to chat about it as well. So getting your vaginal health back on track is pretty key for a happy, healthy vagina. And it will also contribute to your estrogen levels. This is not a medical fact. However, this seems like logic to me. So I'm going to go with this logic. So if estrogen can decrease your mood and can decrease your vaginal wetness, if you can create vaginal wetness through exercises like Kegels or the cited desolates method of sipping, um, doing any kinds of exercises to increase your pelvic floor strength and also connect with your sacred feminine, to connect with your vagina, to connect with your vulva, to really like know you've got muscle in there, there's power, there's strength, and to connect with that. So my thought is if you can increase the lubrication through these different methods, maybe the reverse could happen. It could actually increase your estrogen. If it goes, if it can go one way, maybe it can go the other way. Now, again, I don't have scientific fact proof on that. Just theoretical thought on some logic on that possibility. And I'm working that logic on my own body as a kind of uh, test. And I'm curious to see how menopause will be for me. So I'm 46 now, probably I'm pre-menopausal right now, possibly. So I'm looking to see how will my body react if I continue to do the kegels, the, the different methods like the cyta method with sipping of the egg. If I choose to have eat foods that are estrogen rich uh, or estrogen enhancing foods, which we will talk about those after the next grouping. This is our fitness grouping. So how do we create fitness? If you're not familiar with the whole concept of Kegel exercises is really about um, strengthening that pelvic floor muscle. So easiest way to do this is when you're going to the bathroom, just try and stop your pee from coming out for a second and then let it go. And then stop your pee and then let it go. That's essentially working your pubic coccygeal muscle, your PC muscle. So get that working. And once that's working, then you can do it without having to go pee. And you can just be sitting and doing it. Like I've been doing it the whole time we've been on here. I'm just like flexing away. Sometimes I'll flex my pubic coccygeal muscle to music as I'm watching a show and I'll like dance it out. And mine's pretty evident. So when I dance mine out, my butt cheeks actually like also move. So you can see it. You can see my flex of my pubococcygeal muscle all the way from my butt cheeks all the way to the front. If I was like, if I showed you my belly, 
you can actually see it right above my pelvic bone. You can see a flexing going on. It's a pretty strong one. So I would love to be able to get it so strong that I could be one of those vaginal weightlifter ladies who can like lift surfboards with their vagina. And one day I might be there. So strengthening um, is great and getting, getting those muscles to contract can actually begin some lubrication, which is great. Now, if none of that's working for you, there's always lubrication that can be created through different water-based lubricants are great for that. There are a lot of, so many lubricants on the market. I really encourage you to go and check them out one by one, because they are so individual that your, your body will respond to them. And when you ask your body on this one, get specific, ask your vagina, which one would be the greatest contribution to it. Your body will know. In fact, your vagina might flex for you with excitement. It might just do that. So try that and see what happens. So you can always use lubricants if you need to. Now, I, I don't know that you will need to, if you get these exercises going, you can, it can do a lot for strengthening not only the pubococcygeal muscle, getting your vagina started to get more activity so it's not going to have atrophy. It's also going to help with bladder control in the future. So I, I recently worked with a woman who has, her daughters are in their 20s. She's just a little bit older than me, I believe. And she was starting to have um, bladder control issues. And after she was working her Kegels for three weeks and she's got full bladder control back. So she was doing it every day for I think five to 10 minutes and it can come back. And if you're not dead, you can make this work. If you are dead, thanks for listening to my show. How cool of you to be like having the choice to be floating around the universe and you're choosing this. This is so cool. So thank you. <laughs> so we want to bring that health in. Now, there are lots of other things you can do for that pelvic floor strength and to just engage with your, your pelvis, but also with your vulva. And I like to do these, um, these different things that are so simple where I'm lying on my back, my knees are bent, my feet are flat on the ground. I don't know if I can do a demo on video. I don't know if that's going to work. Maybe one day I'll figure out my cameras so I can actually do some physical demos for you guys. Um, so you're lying down, uh, feet are bent, and then sorry, knees are bent on an angle, and then you lift your pelvis up. You just push your feet into the into the bed or the floor, whatever you're lying on. You push your feet into the floor of the bed, and you lift your pelvis up and down. While you do that, it's actually engaging your glutes, but it's going to also engage a little bit of your pubococcygeal muscles as well. It's going to help you become aware of everything in your nether regions those regions that you're probably been avoiding, which is maybe why there's an issue going on. So fitness, getting those strength back, getting it back into life is great. And avoiding some of those things that are like scented because your vulva and your vagina smell like they do and they should smell pretty good. Um, if there's something funky like dead fish smell going on or you know, baked bread smell going on, you've got a little infection happening. And that's when you need to go and, and get some medical attention for that. But other than that, if you have kind of like this, it's you, there's just like a, there, it's usually hardly scented at all. So you do not need to put any smells into your vagina, because that will change the pH, which will create 
dryness and some problems. And there is a whole show I did entirely dedicated to vaginal health, as well as I did one uh, dedicated to penis health, uh, as well as I think it was also like taking care of the hygiene of penises and vaginas. So they're in there, they're in my repertoire of my over 320 shows that you can check out in podcast form. So find them, listen to them. So I don't, I won't have to repeat those. I might repeat one anyway, because there might be more information that's come out since I last did them. But I just wanted to say, we will be coming back to the next segment, which will be all about foods, vitamins, um, different things to eat. So if you want to take notes, grab your pen and paper so that you can do that. So you can look up some foods to, to get into as we move into the next segment after this commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So as promised, we are going to be talking about foods that are um, estrogen enhancing. So there's something called phytoestrogens, which are foods that are based on plant-based um, estrogen foods. So uh, what phytoestrogens do, I'll give you a quote on this. What phytoestrogens do is they attach to estrogen receptors in your cell, in your cells. And what else do they do? Well, if I could read it, I would tell you but right now I can't. So uh, they could potentially either increase or decrease estrogen in your body that much I know, and I'll get you more info when I can actually read that. So the, some of them, so it's good to know, and it's good to check out which foods do what. And frankly, there is not actually a lot of, of research done on this. Uh, so a lot of this is stuff that still in the experimental phases, it's food. So it's likely not going to harm you unless you're allergic to it. 
So let's talk about some of the ones that you've probably, a lot of the ones that people have heard of are things like soybeans. Um, I know there was some controversy in the last few years uh, to the point where my husband was like getting all weird about having soy and tofu and, and, and um, tofu-based products in the house. He's like, no, it's going to increase estrogen in my body. Um, we don't eat enough of it for that to increase his estrogen and make him into a woman. So um, in fact, it, yeah, it just, we just don't. So, uh, so one of the things that does increase estrogen is flax seeds as well. Um, flax has been actually found to be super high in, um, in phytoestrogens. So they, it has something called lignans, which are chemical compounds that function as phytoestrogens. So you can eat those, you can you know, put flaxseed in different things. You can put them in smoothies. You can um, just, you know, some people make treats out of them. You can do lots of different things with them. So soybeans, also known as edamame, uh, also what tofu is made out of, also what tempeh is made out of. These are all super high in phytoestrogens and they can also assist. Um, they have, they're rich in isoflavones which is a type of phyto, phytoestrogen. So they can affect blood estrogen levels in your body, but we don't have, there isn't a lot of research done on that. So there isn't, um, to date, so this is 2021, I have not found enough information to tell you more about that. But, you know, tofu as a woman, you can eat it. I would highly recommend if you are going to eat it, those to get the non-GMO kind, uh, I'm a fan of that. I've actually found a tofu that is sprouted and I really enjoy it. It's got a neat texture. Dried fruits is another one. So a lot of different dried fruits are good. They're also high in fiber and um, things like apricots, dates, prunes. They have high phytoestrogen content. Um, sesame seeds as well, which I love, love, love sesame seed uh, in anything. I love it in oils. I love it as seeds. I will put it in everything and anything. And it's also super uh, rich in phytoestrogens. And you can eat them. You can put them on your food. You can just like put sesame. So if you're having like a stir fry, you can just sprinkle some sesame seeds on top um, for that as well. It can really help in uh, postmenopausal women uh, increasing their estrogen. So garlic is one. As much as it will smell on you after you've eaten it and maybe make your lover avoid you, it will probably increase your estrogen levels as well. I literally eat like, I say everything that's on this list. So uh, I'm not telling you stuff that I don't do myself. And so uh, garlic, is, it's really good for so many things, uh, you know, not just for the estrogen levels because it does, uh, it is rich in phytoestrogens, but it's so good for so many other things like reducing bone loss and increasing blood flow. And I'm fan, big fan of garlic, though a lot of um, a lot of people can have allergies to garlic and they don't know they have them, so they end up with digestive issues. I have several family members who have that, so just keep your I on the ball when you're eating um, garlic, just to be aware of whether that's affecting your gut health, because sometimes it will. So peaches, uh, not the dried kind, uh, also have are rich in phytoestrogens, um, the lignin kind of phytoestrogen. So 
they are also going to be assisting with the increase of that. So having some of those along with berries um, that are super high in vitamins, uh, they are also super helpful for your body and things like in, within the, the berry category, we're looking at things like strawberries, cranberries, and raspberries. Those deep red ones are really good. And then there's wheat bran. I think wheat bran, on occasion, I have wheat bran, but not that often. Um, but it is something that I've also eaten. So it, um, it can actually um, do some things like it can, it can have a varying effect. So you know, it may actually decrease estrogen, but we don't fully know. So wheat bran is one of those ones to just kind of keep your eye on because there isn't a lot of, there isn't enough research done on it. Some say that it'll increase it. Some say it decreases it. Uh, it's hard to say. So wheat bran is questionable on that. And um, also the, another one would be any of the, we call them cruciferous vegetables. So things like cabbages, sprouts, Brussels sprouts, um, broccoli, all of those are, and like cauliflower, sorry, did I say cauliflower? Cauliflower. Um, they're all super uh, rich in something called secoisolaricicerecinol. Uh, That's right. It's actually a type of lignin phytoestrogen. So those will also increase um, the possibilities of having greater estrogen in your body. So play with those because, you know, you could try them in small amounts, see how they make you feel. Some foods, again, if they're new to you and new in your life, they might make you feel a little weird at first. So, you know, if you're having tofu for the very first time, you're like, that tastes disgusting. Tofu will taste disgusting if you don't put anything on it. it well, it doesn't taste disgusting to me. I can eat it plain, but for some people, it's quite gross. So just like most food, you need to put some flavor on stuff. So you're like, I don't like any of this stuff. Maybe I'll have a cooking show one day, cooking for your sex life, cooking for your hormones. Although I did do a show that was dedicated all to um, different foods that will increase uh, your sex drive, like all the ones we know about, like having oysters and strawberries and all the things and, that turn us on so bad. I think they did that maybe a year or two ago. Wow. This, this show, never know. Time flies when you're having fun and talking about what can increase our sex drive in, in our life. So we want to have, as women, you want to have higher levels of estrogen in your body to keep your vagina nice and happy, to keep your mood nice and happy, to keep your body feeling good and horny, right? We want these things. Yes, there's a natural reduction that's supposed to occur during menopause, but what can we do to offset that? Well, we talked about having um, some, ex some exercises, some fitness, some funky fun sexual fitness for your vagina. Talked about that. We also, and your pelvic floor, you know, muscles, your pubococcygeal muscles. We talked about having some greater fitness there. We talked about some of the foods you can add to your life. Having a little bit more of all of those foods that we talked about will increase your estrogen levels. And now we're talking about the mind as well. What do we do for our minds? If your mind has gone like astray and you're feeling wacko and you're like, I can't get back on track. Well, you could always come for some coaching. You can always do some things like meditation. I'm a huge fan of meditation. Even like 10 minutes of meditation a day 
will start to get your body to be calmer. So it won't be under high stress. If your body's under high stress, your estrogen also changes up quite a lot as well, goes out of whack. So you want to get your body to a place where it's feeling happy, good, and not overly stressed, right? There's a manageable amount of stress. And meditation is really fantastic for that. If you're like, oh my God, I don't have time to meditate. Sweet person, everybody has time to meditate. If you are sitting on the toilet and waiting to poo, I don't usually wait to poo. My body is like on it in a minute. And you guys really wanted to hear that. I'm sure it turned you on. Um, if you do, if you're sitting there and you're thinking about it, you can meditate there. You can meditate in the shower. You can meditate while you're doing your dishes, while you're cleaning your floor. Meditation doesn't have to be stillness. Meditation can be in so many different ways. And sometimes just being present with what you're doing is actually a form of meditation. I worked with a lady who was phenomenal at doing meditations that were gratitude meditations for every single thing to do with what she was doing. So worked in a metaphysical bookstore and she would hold the book and be grateful for the person who wrote it, grateful for the person who bound it, grateful for the publisher, grateful for the person who delivered it, grateful for the paper, grateful for the trees, grateful for the ink, grateful for... So she would be grateful for every single aspect you can imagine that had to do with that book. And then she would put it on the shelf. The rest of us would shelf about 445, 50 books in the time she was shelf one, but her level of gratitude for that book was beautiful. And that is kind of meditation. So you can have that moment of gratitude. Some people do it for dinner right before they have their food and they just take a five minutes to like really be present with their food before they eat it. You know, that's something I need to remind myself of more and more because, you know, we get, we get really busy in our hectic lives and we're just like, I just got to eat and I have five minutes and now we don't sit and we don't have gratitude and we don't think about it. Um, we're, we did that when I was growing up, we did that. We would actually have prayer before food. We'd sit, we'd talk, we'd have a lot of, um, it was an event. Food was definitely more of an event than it is now. And um, I'm choosing to bring that back into my life. So that kind of level of gratitude comes back to the food too. Grateful to have it, grateful for all the people who grew it, grateful for the soil that it came from or whatever, kind of crazy chemical concoction threw it together and made it so grateful for all of it and omg i am so on to my next break so we're going to finish the show up after this break you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network have a little meditation and we'll be right back after this commercial break are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, 
Join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're talking about estrogen and eroticism. And one of the things that um, I was talking about just before break was getting into a little meditation, even if it's like five minutes or even if it was just during that commercial break. So what is estrogen? It's kind of a happy hormone, right? It, it really helps us uh, get through life. It brings on puberty. It brings the decrease of it brings on menopause. And there are some things that will actually decrease your uh, estrogen. If you aren't even going through menopause, things like smoking will decrease estrogen along with like extreme exercising. So if you're one of those fitness people who is constantly working out and you have the most ripped body, the chances are ladies, you're going to have very low estrogen. Um, low estrogen and progesterone um, as an imbalance will probably occur. So also one of the roles of estrogen is it also helps form, form serotonin. And why do we like serotonin? Well, one of the things that serotonin does, it's a mood boosting neurotransmitter. Um, and so that means it's coming out of your nervous system, your brain, and it helps um, as things like it's like an antidepressant so it helps you feel happier and one of the great things about estrogen too is that you know a little bit of exercise every day like 20 minutes not like being like an extreme exerciser a little bit of exercise every day will increase your serotonin too so it'll increase your estrogen increase your serotonin and together they're going to increase your sex drive and your desire and so how does that equate to eroticism? Well, when you feel like it, when you feel like having sex, how much more creative do you get with it? How much more excited do you get? And how much more likely are you to start to look at the different things like that I mentioned earlier with, uh, for example, how when we're aging, our desires maybe change. If you've been with somebody for 20 or 30 years, your desire for sex is going to change. It should, it's natural. So we want to make sure that you are on track with, with all of your awesome, sexy hormones. And as you are on track with all your awesome, sexy hormones, one of the things that you wanna do is utilize them to your advantage. So utilizing them to your advantage, what are you gonna choose for that? And you're gonna to choose to explore, explore your options. What are some things that you've never done for your sex life that you'd like to? Maybe you'd like to, I don't know, have a little spank time that you've never had before. Maybe you'd like to, I don't know, try some Tantra. Maybe you'd like to try some sex that you've never had. Maybe you've never given a blowjob or given oral sex in your life. And now it's like, oh my God, I want to try that. So get creative. There are things that you've probably never even imagined thinking of. And I've actually said to people and they're like, they're like, I don't even know what I want to do. I'm like, I have 320 shows. Chances are you're going to find something in those Put the list out, get a pendulum out, ask your body, scroll through the list. What jumps out at you? Try that. What have you got to lose? 
nothing. Your, your estrogen is already decreasing. Let's get it pumped. Let's get it going. Let's get you back on track. You got nothing to lose. So have fun with it. Enjoy it. And <laughs> I think that what we need to do is to get how valuable all of our hormones are, every single one of them, whether it's your serotonin, your oxytocin, your testosterone, any and all of it, and all of them are integral to your body being happy and healthy. Oh yeah, I'm just being reminded that it's actually close to seven years of shows. Yes, it is coming up. The beginning of July will be the seventh anniversary. That's so exciting. So, oh, so just thinking about estrogen right now, I think most of my life I've actually not valued it as much as I could have or uh, looked at it uh, as something that is integral to my happiness. You know, it's just this hormone that we think of connected to puberty, connected to menopause, but we don't think of it as this is actually connected to my joy and happiness. So what can I do to have it be happy and healthy? Now, there are some doctor recommends and I'm going to throw them out there because I have one or two minutes left to share those with you. So um, like I like coming from all perspectives, a whole bunch of family who are actually doctors. So I like looking at all the angles. So one of um, one of the things is estrogen therapy. So you can absolutely go talk to your physician, talk to your uh, gynecologist, uh, whoever you're talking to about your hormones, and you can get estrogen therapy. There's a lot of different kinds out there, and some of them are fantastic. I've heard women like rave about how great their um, their hormone therapy has been. So definitely talk to your doctors, look at your options. There's so many out there. Talk to your friends who have gone through it because they probably know as well. There's also topical estrogen you can get. And I've gotten some natural ones before that are made of like yams or something, I think. And I put them on my boobs. Yeah. So you can rub these things into yourself, these creams as well. And um, I'm a big fan of them. So you can, some of those, those natural ones you can get at you know, your, your local health food store. Um, <laughs> what they say about these is, these creams are thought to help increase vaginal lubrication, but it's not actually guaranteed, it's just a thought. So one of the other thoughts is testosterone therapy and um, you know, supplementing testosterone in the body to help increase sex drive is one of the things that is also possible. So again, all of those are different hormone therapies. So looking into those as options is great. Whew, what a show. It's been exciting. So I hope I've offered you guys some ideas, some insights, maybe some things to add to your fitness routine, maybe some things to add to your food routine and some fun routine and get your mind out of the stuck muck. And if you do want to get out of the stuck muck, connect with me. Remember to do that. Next week's show is all about erections aging and wellness like what if we didn't judge the angle of the dangle what if we didn't judge the hardness of that wonder bar like what if we could just have like so much love thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. the pleasure zone returns next monday at 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central 6 p.m mountain and 5 p.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com we hope you'll join us until then Have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.